Anita Templeton considered herself a trad wife for 10 years. She says that she felt like a slave in her own house. And it eventually got to the point where she wanted out, where she didn't want her four children to see her being treated like this any longer. And so she left. And it was the bravest decision of her life. But she also had a 10-year gap on her resume and four kids to support as a single mother. Her husband was with another woman at this point, and she had no choice but to go on food stamps. Anita actually made a video, a TikTok video, from the food stamp office that went completely viral. We're talking like two million views. In that video, she is really honest about her decision to leave the trad wife lifestyle behind. So many of you sent it to me and asked me to do an episode on the anti-trad wives, the women who used to be trad wives and are now speaking out about it. And when you ask me, I deliver. I messaged Anitza, and she got back to me right away. In this episode, she tells me that she's never felt happier or more empowered as she does on the other side of being a trad wife. But she's got a lot to say to the women out there who are aspiring to this lifestyle. This is her story. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. I'm excited too. You might be the first guest that I found on TikTok. A lot of people sent me your TikTok and said, oh my God, you have been, you have been covering trad wives so much. This is a woman you have to talk to. And then I went deep into your stuff oh. and, and I messaged you on TikTok. I messaged you on TikTok and and I was like, I don't know, she'll she'll probably never see my message. I have like two followers on TikTok, but you wrote back and here yeah. you are. I really I started posting a TikTok because I realized how horrible the trad wife life was. And I was like, oh, say it louder for the people in the back. You got it. I'm gonna stand on my little soapbox and scream as loud as I can. It is it's horrible. It's a nightmare. It's no. it's a nightmare. I think it's genuinely a nightmare. So so talk to me. Tell actually let's start out. Tell me your story. I want to hear I want to hear your story. Okay. Um I was so I'm a, an elder millennial. I was born in 1982, so I'm still a millennial, but I was raised by boomers. I'm Puerto Rican and born in the northeast in New Jersey, so it was a very very traditional upbringing for people who know about that. It, it was you know, the women are barefoot and pregnant and cooking and making sure that all the men are taken care of and the men are out cheating on their wives, drinking, getting drunk, but they pay the bills. So just keep quiet and, you know, be happy. And that was kind of the example set for me. I did have, since it was such a large family, I did have some aunts that were like, that's not going to work for me. And they had some attitude and they, so I did have examples of women who kind of did their own thing and broke off, but it was told to me like they, I don't, it was just very much ingrained in me that I wouldn't be happy until I had a husband and I had children. I wouldn't start my life. I just, it was, and going to church was huge. I was raised, I was, I went to Catholic school until third grade. And then um, just, we continued, then my parents left the Catholic church and we started going to like more non-denominational churches. And then that's where I kind of fell into the cult of evangelical Christianity. 
And that just reinforces the traditional gender roles even more. And then they use scripture like, you know, be a Proverbs woman, a woman of the Proverbs, you know, getting up early to bake the bread for your family. And so I was getting it from every side. And then all the media that you watch on TV, you know, I grew up watching regular TV shows like everybody else where everybody loves Raymond, where the wife is miserable and she does all the labor, the mental load, everything. And the husband's just this dope who sits on the couch, but he pays the bills. So be happy. I have so many issues with all of those sitcoms that were on. I'm I'm I was born in 1980, so I am also an elder millennial. But like King of Queens, everybody loves Raymond. It's like ugly Our dad, hot no. wife, um, and he's like oh, also um home improvement. Like what? all of these sitcoms just glorified like the male breadwinner who's just kind of dopey and there. Um, and then comedy, like hilarity ensues. Yeah. And it's, yeah, Al Bundy, the shoe salesman, but, and he's got Peggy, the hot wife. Like it was just, just, I mean, I feel like from every angle, it was ingrained in me to grow up and be a trad wife. And that's what, when I would be happy. So, but I was always really, I remember as a little girl telling my dad, like little, I was like six years old saying, you know, I think it'd be cool to be an attorney. And he literally looked at me and said, oh, honey, no, that's for men. You can't do, you can't do that. You know that's silly. You know, and if I wanted to do anything I wanted to do, it was like, no, 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 that's a man's world. No, 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 no. There was no encouragement for like my dreams and goals. It was very much like, well, duh, you're going to be somebody's wife and be someone's mother. There was never I was going to have my own identity. There was no encouragement of that. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I could have avoided becoming a trad wife. I moved out to Denver, Colorado. And I think I was like young, scared, and in a new city and I met somebody at the first place that I worked at and he and I was 24 and he we dated for a couple of years and he proposed to me and even though I didn't feel this excitement and I wasn't I remember when he proposed to me the table sitting across from us um offered to take our picture because he proposed at a restaurant and I was like no we're good and the woman looked at me really <laughs> so I was like I'm super not excited but I think this is just like what you're supposed to do and that's just how it was like I just I just did everything that you're supposed to do. And then when I realized this is miserable, I want to warn every single woman I can as loudly as I can. I, it's 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 misery. You're you're literally signing up to be a slave, a domestic slave. What was your marriage like and how did you feel when you were in it? A lot of times it's based in poverty. And that was totally my experience and every other person I know. And that's why I think the the influencers who try to make the trad wife life look glamorous, it is extremely dangerous because here in Denver, the average cost for daycare is going to be like $2,200, $3,800. Like I've heard the most out. People pay more in daycare costs than they pay for their mortgage. So right. of and course- that's, And that's a month. We're talking a month, right? Per month. So per obviously- month. Oh, well, mom will just quit her job. Like, this is just going to be so ideal. If mom quits her job, we say I run daycare costs. She can now start making the bread. Maybe we'll have a garden. We're just going to save so much money because you're going into poverty. It's not like my marriage was not one where I was taken care of. And I actually became a trad wife accidentally when I got pregnant. Uh, 20 weeks pregnant, I lost my job. And he's like, don't worry, I'll pick up the slack. You just stay home. And we, we kind of just veered off into some conspiracy theories. And want, I mean, we started homeschooling. We didn't vaccinate our children. I wanted to do a home birth. That part just really scared me too much to not do it. 
I mean, our marriage was traditional. I did all the cooking, cleaning. He went hunting. He went drinking with his friends. Like it was, it, it was the married with children life of misery, of misery, of complete feeling alone, feeling the burden of everything. And like when a problem arose and I felt like, oh, well, I have a partner. Let me turn to him. It was like, well, uh, I don't really know what to do. And then it wasn't, it, it just was not ideal. It was not, it's not, it was not the dream that it was sold to me that it was going to be. And then of course, everybody says, oh, well, you guys are young, he'll mature, don't worry. Or, you know, maybe with another child, he's really gonna, he's gonna snap his head together. And we were always going to church. So there was always like, people kind of supporting us, but they were also really making us feel like a burden. Like, you're so lucky we're here for you in the church. So there was just like guilt coming from every angle. I just felt like such a burden to everyone. I felt like my husband didn't even like me. And I still don't think he ever did. It was, I was filling this role. You know what I mean? I was his new mommy. I was the one who made the appointments, took care of the bills. And it was miserable, 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 miserable. And so talk to me about what happened when you guys split up. So my story is really intertwined with like touches of domestic violence. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. the ending of our marriage was not fun. It still is five years post-divorce. We're still battling it out in the courts all the time. It's when you give up so much of autonomy in a marriage, and I was married for 10 years, when you give up so much of your personal autonomy, control, everything, decision-making, because a good wife is submissive and quiet, and serves her family and you give up, you give it up to your husband. He's the leader of the home. Like the structure is God first, then the man of the house, then the woman, then the children. And shit rolls downhill. Like the kids always get the shit end of everything, the worst version of everybody. They get pushed aside, pushed in corners because everybody is has more important things to do, like argue and stress about bills and money. It was his world and everybody else was living in it, including me and my children. And that just got hard. So I was like, okay, how about you just live your life and I'll live my life and we can just share the kids and that'll be it. But somebody, like you have to think entering a relationship with somebody who wants that much control and wants and is okay with you giving up so much autonomy, what are they going to be like when you don't want to participate anymore? When you're like, hey, this, this doesn't really suit my feelings anymore. You know, that's not usually going to be well received because now you're saying, hey, on top of working and earning the income, now I want you to also help me at home and do some of these domestic chores. And I want to do a little bit of what you're doing. I want to kind of mix it all up. That's not usually well received. And so when you try to leave, it's not well received either. You know, like the yeah, no, they're they're I not going like- to like that. They're not going to like that. Mm-mm. No, no. And then the people who are posting and making it look aesthetically beautiful are so harmful to our community and society, like at large. It's so harmful. And what I think makes it even more harmful is that you have these trad wives on social media who are trying to make it look so unattainably beautiful. Yeah. yeah. In a way that I do think is very persuasive 
to young women who are looking for answers about how to be in the world? Yes. I think a lot of little girls are raised, women and little girls are raised to have this fear of the world. Like it's a man's world. It's a dog eat dog world. It's rough. It's wild. You, you're so precious and pretty. Just sit here while us men go take care of everything and we'll take care of you too. But this is not the fucking middle ages when he gets bored of this fucking life because it's it's not as a single mother. Now, I can tell you, it's really fucking hard to have the burden of being the one to provide for a large group of people. So a, a lot of the child wives don't even want to imagine the thought that their husband could cheat on them. No, not mine. OK, well, what if he dies? Like the structure just makes no sense. And then it's putting people in danger because. When you have to pick up the pieces of your life, it's it just sucks to be on the other end. You know what I mean? I would love to see those women on the other end in a few years. I, sometimes I actually a lot of them that I follow, it's kind of like I hate watch because I'm like, I can't wait to I'm watching to watch the demise. I cannot wait to see the video where you say, um, like the Ace family. I don't know if you know about them, the YouTube family. No, tell me about the Ace family. I love it when people tell me tell me about influencers I don't know because the world of influencers is large. Pro Joe, you're going to love this one because the Ace family, you're, you, if you catch them now, you, you get to catch, you, you get to binge all their, all of it, including the blow up of the end. They're now getting a divorce. They were just this like really cute couple on YouTube and they posted like pranks and fun stuff. They actually got in trouble because they shut down the city of LA doing like an unauthorized parade. And because they like called out their ace family to come out and like support them for something. So they've been huge on YouTube and they're this little family. And then as soon as they started having kids, she started, you know, like I heard in your episode, how every kid, you know, kind of starts to boost your numbers. And if so now they have three kids and they just announced that they're getting a divorce and they're like, after these years, blah, blah, blah. This just isn't, you know, fulfilling for blah, blah, blah. Just whatever bullshit ass story to be like, yeah, this sucks. The traditional you know, shit doesn't work. It's not fun for anybody. And it's usually fake. The people who are posting it on social media know the fuck they're not as happy as they act like they are. No, no, they're not. No, no, they're not. No, they're not. It's fake. It's very fake. And, you know, it's a, I, I want, we talk about this a lot on the show, uh, but it's performance. Absolutely. Th things that we see on social media are performance. And that's okay, but we have to realize that. We can't think that we're just getting this weird voyeuristic window right. into people's lives. Absolutely. Like I kind of I kind of think of my content as like the anti-trad wife content. Like that's why I will post a picture of me sitting in the food stamps office. I was just annoyed that day. I knew what was going on. The phone list was down. I can tell my story in a way that makes it, you know, that kind of turns it one way. Like, and now he's living with another woman. Yeah, well, I left him. I'm a single mom by choice. I did it because I'm happy. I have had to apply for food stamps because I lost my bartending job. And I just want you to know that the trad wife life is literally becoming a domestic slave. It's misery. And when everybody says, oh, she's having a midlife crisis. No, she had her midlife crisis in her 20s. She had a quarter year crisis and was like, oh, my God, everybody else is getting married. Everybody else, my biological clock is ticking. She made some some rash decisions based in fear. And now at 40, she's a little more comfortable in her skin. She's got some senses about her. She's like, okay, we're going to start over because I'm good on all that. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I love that. We are going to take a quick break here. And when we get back, I want to talk about life on the other side 
of being a trad wife. And you are what what we're now calling an anti-trad wife. And I want to hear a little bit more about what that is and what you want to say to the women who want to be trad wives, the aspiring trad wives, the soft girls, the stay-at-home girlfriends. But we'll do all of that after a quick break. Under the Influence is brought to you by Etitude Clean Bamboo Sheets. They are dreamy. I am a person who freaking loves sleep. I prioritize sleep over a lot of other things. I prioritize it over binge watching TV shows and often over sex with my husband. I do. Sorry. Not sorry. I love sleep. I do. What if you could get an extra 43 hours of sleep per year? And here's the secret. You're not going to get that with just any old cotton sheets, but you will with clean bamboo. I'm madly in love with these brand new attitude sheets that I put on my bed a couple of months ago. My sleep is real good right now. And if you have any interest in trying them, right now you can get 35% off your first order of $175 or more with the code INFLUENCE. These unbelievably soft, clean bamboo sheets have over 20,000 five-star reviews, which is a lot of five-star reviews. I wish the Sicilian Inheritance had 20,000 five-star reviews. It will. It will. These sheets are the epitome of accessible luxury. They feel like sleeping in a fancy hotel. And let's be honest, the best part about fancy hotels are always the sheets. Simply put, attitude sheets are the secret to better sleep. And they're so sure that you're going to love sleeping on them that you can try any attitude bedding set risk-free for 30 nights. If you're not completely satisfied, you can return it for a full refund. Now, don't forget, you can get $35 off your order of $175 or more, plus free shipping for a limited time when you visit attitude.com slash under the influence. And we're back. We are back talking about anti-trad wives on mm -hmm. social media. Of which you are, of which you are one of which I feel like you're the queen. Actually, you are the okay. queen of the anti trad wives. I will proudly wear that crown. Thank you. Yes, yes. So, talk to me about your life on the other side of this. You have four kids, yes, and you are are figuring out how to how to how how to support them, how to support yourself, mm -hmm. and what is what is that like for you? Um, it was hard at first because, um, I, I literally look at it like a seed. You are going to enter the darkest part of your life and you are kind of surrounded by this hard shell because you are so confused at everything. You don't, you can't even trust yourself because you thought you made the right decision by picking that religion or that husband or that life that like you are faced with having to change your upside down your entire life. And so it's like a little seed in the darkest place. And so I've been divorced for five, going on five years. This year will be five years. And that milestone just feels so good to me for some reason. Um, but I was married. I did the trad wife life for 10 years. I've been a single mom by choice now for five years. And it, it's just been amazing. I mean, 
And I mean instantly. Like the minute I was like, I'm done. This is over. We're splitting up. That first night that I cooked dinner for just me and my kids, the fact that we could sit there and eat dinner and not, there was no eggshells anymore. We swept up all the eggshells. It was, there was just such an instant tension release. And, you know, it was a journey. The shell had to come off, like the little seed, the the little plant had to start sprouting and it had to grow. And, you know, um, and now five years later, I've done a lot of therapy. Um, Even if you don't think you're, if you were in a trad wife situation, there probably was some domestic, there was at least financial abuse because you were stuck with no money and he had all the money. So that piece alone. You can contact a domestic violence shelter and get therapy usually for free because it's people that are trying to get their degrees that are st- that are providing their services to the domestic violence shelter. So, you know, everybody wins. You get free therapy. They get their their hour, their clinical hours done and everybody wins. Um, so I did a lot of therapy and now it's just amazing. I just have, you know, when you're living the trad wife life and you're getting in some arguments with your husband and, you know, things are you're not happy, like. I've had to become a lot more vulnerable with my kids. Like I can't just hide away and cry because they need lunch and they need dinner. So I have to kind of show them my humanity while living life. And isn't that what we're supposed to do as mothers anyway? Like our job isn't to make their life perfect. Our job is to show them how to live life and get through it well. And problems come. It's not our job to like clear the path for them and make everything perfect. One day we're not going to be there. It's our job to just teach them and like live life alongside them and like bring them along. And you get yeah. that opportunity when you're a, when you're no longer distracted by baking someone's fucking bread and cleaning their toilet and getting his lunch ready so he can go to work because he's the most important one because he's the one that earns the money. And half the time he's not even earning enough money. Like life is scary. And I think that's why a lot of women choose the trad wife life because they're like, well, I'll just hide behind this. And he's going to take care of me. And if I could just, you know, cover my eyes and la, 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 and pretend like everything's okay. But like, life is going to come at you. And, you know, whether you, whether you choose to believe it or not, life happens. And when life you, happens. Life, yeah. I, I, to quote Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park, life finds a way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't hide in life forever. And it is scary. It's just pick your scary. Pick your hard. I would so much, I would so much rather be at the food stamps office than sleeping next to a man that I know doesn't love me and doesn't support me. I'm here to serve him. And I'm only as good, I'm only as, you know, valuable to him as much as I can serve him. That's why I'm annoying when I'm sick and I don't get taken care of. That's why so many women get left when they receive a a cancer diagnosis. Because you weren't loved. You were, you were an employee, an unpaid servant. And you gave yes. your life for that. Your life. You had your dreams. Life. You were a little girl. You had dreams. You had goals. Before the world got to you, you, you know, you did other things. That Barbie movie, like, I could watch it every day. It just, the Billie Eilish song that, you know, what was I made for? I, my whole family knows, change a song if that comes on because mommy instantly starts crying because, oh, it's just. And I'm re- I have three little girls and one little boy. And so the weight of like decisions that I made influencing them, like I'm always like, you know, you don't have to be a mom. I know that mommy's a mom, but you don't have to be a mom. You can also be these other things, you know? 
I want to take a look at some of the comments that you've gotten on your TikTok because they're really supportive. They're really supportive and they're very anti-trad wife. But I don't think that those thoughts float to the top in social media because social media keeps pushing the trad wife life on the algorithm. It has two million views about being an anti-trad wife, saying, look, this is hard. I'm on my own. I've got four kids. I'm getting food stamps. And the comments on this were very positive for the most part. I want to read some of them, actually, because they are beautiful. So, you know, we've got one, the struggle is real. I did the same thing you're doing 29 years ago. There's no shame. You've got to do what's best for you and your kids. And then there's mine being like, hello, I'm Joe Piazza. Would you like to come on my podcast? This is another one from a woman named Jane. This was me, four kids, no education, no career. We were married 17 years. After 10 years, I'm finally on my feet and comfortable. Another one, this one, just, oh my God. My ex tried and my ex tried to force me to stay at home. I would not. I still managed to climb the ladder while doing all of that trad wife stuff. Thankful that I fought to keep working because I'm divorced. Good for her. And again, like just more and more and more. This has happened to so many women that I know. So many women saying, hey, hey, it happened to me. It happened to me. But you know what? That story is not beautiful enough to usually go viral on social media, especially not on Instagram. I see so much crap on social media that this is nice to see women supporting other women, which we do not see nearly enough. One last thing. What is your advice for any woman who is in this, is in the thick of it and wants out? What would you tell her? It's just such a horrible, horrible you are just prey. You're just sitting prey as a, as a, 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 tra a trad wife. And it just feels so empowering on the other side. That's all we have for today, friends. Thank you so much for being here. I loved this conversation. It is so incredibly inspiring. And Anitza is very brave. If you love this show, please leave us a review, send it to a friend. All of the things help. And as always, if you pre-order the book of the summer... The Sicilian Inheritance, you will get a free lifetime subscription to my newsletter Over the Influence. Have a great day and do something nice for yourself. You're doing a great job. You're amazing. And you deserve nice things. <laughs>